guys can talk like jerks and they don't know that they're doing it. I don't know if you've run into this, but this is something that we have to have (laughs) chats about your tone and how you speak to people. Welcome to the Million Dollar Landscaper Podcast. We're your hosts, Scott and Katie Mulchan, and we make it easy to start working on, not just in your landscaping business. We're a real couple that helped grow our family business to well over a million dollars in revenue. And now we help other landscaping business owners just like you to do the same. Are you ready to build your business? Let's get started. Before we get into today's show, a big thank you to our sponsor, Send Gym. If you want to get the lead you want and turn your current clients into raving fans, then you need to try Send Gym. They've created an exclusive offer just for our listeners. If you sign up today, you can get your first month for just $2. So if you haven't already, go to sendgym.io forward slash MDL, where you can get even more exclusive deals just for Million Dollar Landscaper podcast listeners. That's sendgym.io forward slash MDL and take advantage of these awesome deals today. Welcome back, everybody. Today, we are excited to have guests on. I like it when we have guests. They're always fun. This is Shannon and James. And not only are they awesome members of the Academy, Shannon also has developed an app. And Scott actually did a podcast with her about that already, which we can link to. But I just think that's like double entrepreneurial cool because <laughs> I don't... Word. It, it's a word now. Because okay. <laughs> I wouldn't even have any idea where to start with anything like that. So just chalk me up to being fully impressed. No, thank you guys for being on the show. We really appreciate it. And yeah, like Kitty said, we had Shannon on. And it's been a while now. I'll put the link in the show notes. But yeah, she developed an app called Easy Beasy App. Uh, we're using it in our business now to help keep our crews organized and know where they're at and make sure they're doing things on time. So we appreciate you putting that app together, Shannon. Yeah, thank you. Trust me, I use it for my business every day. And I also appreciate that I came up <laughs> with the idea because it has made my own life better. And it's always great to hear that it's helping other people with their business as well. Yeah. Well, yeah. and I like that you actually own a landscaping business and developed it because we really do try to get things that are as industry specific as we can. And this gets like no more industry specific. Yeah. So it's amazing. Yeah. So exactly. And it's yeah. easy to use. Very simple. Yeah. yeah. Even I can use it. So. Yeah. <laughs> I taught Scott's mom how to use it in under an hour. Yeah. Yeah. Now they're using it all yeah. the time now. So yeah. Even his mom is using yeah. it. Same if, type if of my things. mom can use it. It's good. <laughs> yeah. When I did my training with her, I was like, I want to call you Scott's mom. Like remember in elementary school, you'd be like, hi, Scott's mom. Hi, hi Katie's mom. That's she probably awesome. didn't care. She probably she loved did. it. Oh, yeah. Yes. But anyway, we had you guys on today just to talk to you. It's always fun to talk to other couples in the industry because I don't know, I guess maybe there's a lot of small businesses where couples end up working together, but it seems like in landscaping, it just ends up being a lot of the, you know, couples working together just in the business. Um, A lot of family stuff. Yeah. And I married into this. I think you as well kind of married into this. And so I always find it commendable. Hey, women are strong and we're awesome. We're like, yeah, we'll help you with your baggage. You need us. And so (laughs) I think it's amazing that you probably bring something to the table that he was lacking. I don't know if lacking is the right word. Um, Different skill sets. No, that's the correct word. (laughs) That was was correct. (laughs) (laughs) Do you guys mind sharing a little bit about your story, how you got started and everything in your business? Sure. You want to tell them the story? Sure. I started a landscaping business because I had done it when I was younger. I had done it when I was in college and I wanted to start a business and I tried to choose the easiest thing I could think of, which was what could be easier than cutting grass, right? Low barrier (laughs) to entry. I love it. Yes. (laughs) 
<laughs> All you need is a truck and a lawnmower. You're good to go. <laughs> you can do this, right? That's no big yeah, deal. No, it's fine. <laughs> Put out a Craigslist ad and we're in business, baby. Done and done. <laughs> just watch the money. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Luckily, I, I had started this business right around the, the same time that we met. And I boldly proclaim myself to be a successful business owner, even though I had like five accounts. <laughs> she totally fell for it, right? Yeah. <laughs> so she's been here the whole time. And uh, luckily for me, I was completely unprepared for the HR ramifications of having like even one employee. <laughs> and she luckily has a background in that. And I think she could see how overwhelmed I was with the actual running of the business. So she's like, you want some help? <laughs> oh, a little bit. Yeah. So my background is in HR and program management and project management. So it just translated really well into the back end side of the landscaping. And James was a CPA for 10 years. So he knows all the terms that your accountant uses and you're like, what? <laughs> and I just started helping him little by little. And as the business grew, I was still working full time in an office and I was helping James morning, nights, weekends. I'd go out on my lunch break. I'd meet with customers. I had my own little cell phone and email. And it was one fall cleanup season that was just, oh, he was stuck on a nightmare job with a nightmare customer, like 45 minutes away during fall cleanup season. I was like running the crew. Like I was running the business in a J. Crew pencil skirt from my cubicle. <laughs> That's amazing. And I said, we're not doing this anymore. You can either hire someone to do this job or I'm going to quit my job and work for you full time. I can't keep doing both things. And of course, that was really scary because I had the guaranteed income, you know, the 52 week a year paycheck, the health insurance. And he said, OK, quit your job. And so we planned on the following spring I would do that. And I said, I'm not going to do it as your girlfriend. So we're getting married. <laughs> and he said, OK, <laughs> my terms. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So April 1st of 2017 was my first official full-time day, except I'd given my job three months notice and they didn't hire anybody. I don't think they believed me that I was leaving. So I still had to do that job. And then we got married like the next month. Very cool. And then we're still here. We're still doing yeah. it. Been over four years and seems to be working. Sometimes doing this stuff together, it can be a little difficult. I know we've had some disagreements and stuff and, and just working with your spouse can just bring a whole different dynamic to everything that, you know, not only your business life, but your personal life too. To get married and like meld lives and business all at once. You guys are pretty brave. That's yeah. pretty cool. Cause yeah, we were already married for a little bit before I jumped in. So I think that's pretty awesome of you guys to just like, you're just like taking all the leaps all at once. We're like, just you're all in or nothing. So there was actually more than that. We'd been renting a house that we had been running the business from. And the guy who owned the house decided that he wanted to move back into the house. And he gave us like eight weeks notice oh my. to move. So we had to find a place to move the business move ourselves. I had just quit my job. <laughs> it was spring cleanup season. Yeah, I think we found out like the first day of spring cleanup season. And it was, <laughs> we found out two days after I'd send out the wedding invitations that was supposed to be on that property. Uh, oh my uh, gosh. <laughs> we went from dating to engaged to we've been married for 20 years within yeah. the course of like two months. Oh wow. my gosh. That, <laughs> wow. That's a lot. Yeah. And we got through that and there have been many challenges 
along the way. We're on kind of a nightmare job right now, except the customer is a dream. They're amazing. Yeah, it's customer's been, been awesome. Sometimes seem to fight you every step of the way. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, yeah. Part of the business. So when you guys kind of first started, did you guys have like separate roles? Like Shannon's going to do this, James going to do this, or did you guys just whatever you needed, you just did? So at first it was really more administrative, okay. you know, really doing the, the office stuff, the sending of the bills, the opening of the mail, like the stuff that really has to get done, but does end up taking quite a bit of time. And mm-hmm. that was stuff I could do, you know, from my cubicle at my office job. So mm-hmm. that worked out really well. And then sometimes the employees can be unreliable and don't come to work. <laughs> or something breaks and so someone wouldn't come in to work and I would call out sick and I'd say, okay, well, you know, we said we're going to do this job. And so I didn't know anything about landscaping. My dad did everything at our house. I didn't know how to use any equipment. I didn't even know how to use a snowblower, nothing. Mm -hmm. And James just kind of taught me. And so sometimes I would go out on these jobs and I would help or a piece of equipment broke and he's two towns over and I'm closer to the mower repair mechanic, I would go over there and I'd get whatever the part was. So it it started growing a bit more and a bit more. And by me being in the field and helping you and starting to do the trucking and getting to know our vendors and material costs and my role just kind of grew more into operations, like really just focusing on running the operations of the business to the point where I go and quote all of the jobs. I'm the one communicating with the customers And before we start a job, I have to take James over there to show him because he's never been there before. He's never seen it before. Yeah. So it's definitely very different. I've learned a lot, but it started as administrative. Yeah. Well, I I think too, it's important that she was willing to go into the field because at first she would be like, oh, well, we got two grand for this. That's great. That's good money. And I'd be like, this is going to take me all week, (laughs) you know? So she, and so she'd get to see why, you know, a, a fall cleanup costs more if there's a fence and a gate, you know, if you're going to quote a lawn and you can't get the mower into the backyard or something, you know? Yeah. Oh, it definitely made a lot of mistakes. Yeah. Well, that's how you learn though. We've ran into that same issue too with our business, like bringing in some designers that would come from school and they don't have the field experience out there and they're trying to do these jobs in the same situation. Oh, this job could be done in two days or whatever it is. Right. You know, it's again, it's going to take a whole week and yeah, it's yeah. a whole lot of education has to go in. Two days process. just to get the equipment yeah. and plants. And the equipment move is like a half a day now or yeah. the bulk of a day. <laughs> and we were pretty lucky too. And we, when Katie came in, our business was kind of established for quite a few years already. So she was able to step into more of the administrative side of things. And- yeah, no, once again, completely brave of you to just cannonball <laughs> in and get that done. Because yeah, I feel like I like tippy-toed in. It was like a little, you know, the business was established. And yeah, I could kind of get in there and feel my way around and find my role. I did wasn't like immediately like gushing problems that I had to solve. So yeah. no, hats off to you guys for doing that. So that is really, I think, just a testament to a lot of the wives that step up and do this. And so Sorry, I'm a little bit of a, I'm like, yes, go ladies all the time. So, and for you to take on that operations end, because it's pretty common to work in the administrative end. That's where I spent most of my time. I was um, number crunching all the time. So no, for you to take off in the operations end, that's awesome. Well, I guess in the beginning though, you, you went out and helped plant flowers and watered stuff. Oh, I spent a whole summer yeah. trimming shrubs and pulling yeah. weeds. So yeah. I did. I really did. Weeds are the worst. The worst. <laughs> Nobody right. wants to do it. <laughs> yeah. 
Yep. Spent the whole summer doing it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So then you kind of stepped in, but so now you said you're just doing the operations types of things and that is that working out really well for you guys to have that separation and yeah, I mean, in some ways, yes, because when you're working out in the field, you really don't have time to think about going to the P.O. box, opening the mail, being like, oh, you know, the cell phone bill is due. So it frees up a lot of time and mental space for James to be able to focus on actually doing the work, which is what he loves doing. I have no idea how he was a CPA for 10 years. <laughs> We're in James's office right now. Hell battle. And I, when was the last time you sat at this desk? Um, oh no, you were looking up something over the weekend. Yeah. He Googled something over the weekend. He sat here and Googled. And then before that, it's been like weeks. Like, yeah. This yeah. is not the natural environment for a James Walsh. <laughs> yeah. He's, he needs to be outside digging holes somewhere. Yeah. I find that it does work. It is challenging to have such a distinct separation now where I am just essentially running the business on my own. And so sometimes there's lack of context of employee issues or customer issues and things that I just know in my head and he might be concerned about. And I'm like, oh no, that's like on this job, we had to rip out a juniper and he was really worked up about it. I'm like, they don't care about the juniper. Sure. You don't want to check with the guy before we just like, no, start ripping absolutely plants not. out of the ground? Rip out the juniper. <laughs> I don't care. I was like, I'm positive. They don't care. And it was like an hour long discussion and the customer came home and they're like, oh good. We hated that juniper. And so it's just like little, I was like, no, I know I've been talking with this customer and it can be challenging to have be like yeah. in like completely two different silos. And when one of you has to be the boss of the other one, like I know that can kind of get sticky because like when I know I don't like to be bossed around, there's a reason why like we both have a little bit of entrepreneur in us. And so like when we get into situations where he would have to come in and just be like, here's what's going on. That's something <laughs> I had to learn to like, mm -hmm, like, don't get mad. You know, this is just business. This is work. Like I had to learn to kind of just harness that little bit of fiery temper just a little bit when it was something where he hadn't had to just boss me around for a little minute. So uh, have you guys done okay with that? That's a concern. <laughs> <laughs> that can definitely be a concern. If, if... It happens. Well, I understand. And I'm the problem. <laughs> <laughs> we do a lot of stuff really well together. We really enjoy being together, which is a big part of the reason that this works is we really just like being together. Mm -hmm. Well, you have to. Yeah. <laughs> we could be together all the time. Yeah. Sure. And it's perfectly fine. So when we had scheduled this podcast a while ago, and then we got stuck on this nightmare job with a fantastic customer. The job itself has just been one thing after another. The customer is great. And we've gotten into it. Like we have definitely gotten into it, like screaming matches in this customer's yard. And part of that is the stress of this particular job. And part of it is like, you always take everything out on the people you're closest to. Absolutely. I would never speak to an employee the way that I'm dropping F-bombs on James. Yes. Because like, you're so <laughs> stupid. Um, I know I never said that. I don't, I don't. Think I said that. That's something I definitely would have said. So um, you don't have to feel bad. This is a non-judgmental space. Like I said, I'm the fiery one with the temper that will start being ridiculous yeah. first. So, yeah. So it does happen. It, it depends on the situation. Usually the more stressful the situation, the more likely that tempers are going to flare. And then there's sometimes where it's just about perspective. You know, if he's in the excavator digging and I'm his spotter, 
I'm looking at things differently than he is. And sometimes sure. even that will create tension because he's like, this is what I think. And I'm like, well, I'm standing here on the ground and I'm telling you that's, that's wrong. Yeah. And then that becomes <laughs> right. like a screaming match. And then I'm like, we need a break. Let's, you know what? I'm going to go home and let the dog out. I'll be back. I, I thought yeah. this job was going well. <laughs> well, now it's going well yeah. after Saturday. Now it's going, but that definitely happens. So when those problems come about, how do you guys typically try to, to handle it? I mean, I think it's just an overall level of respect. Like if you respect each other, you can disagree. Not always pretty, but you know, at the end of the day, you can come home and say, okay, well, we're going to walk the dog now. And, you know, we're going to leave those disagreements kind of at work, hopefully. Yeah. I think that's something that takes time to learn. Yeah. That it's just work and you do actually love this person. Yeah. Just just remind yourself. And we do have different communication styles as well. Believe it or not, James is the talker and I am not the talker. I'm the introvert that thinks everything through. So I need to process everything. I need time to step away and process. And he processes by talking. So sometimes he'll talk and talk and talk. And I'm like, oh my God. Stop. <laughs> Just shut up. <laughs> I can't think right now. And so that is usually how we'll end up coming to some kind of resolution is once my brain can process it, then I can come back and say, oh, okay, I think you were right. Or I came up with another idea. Let's talk about it this way. So it doesn't always get settled right in the moment, but it always gets resolved. And, you know, we do like each other and it kind of it really sucks to be mad at each other because we're like... I miss my friend. I want to go hang out with my friend. <laughs> I think what you said is key. It forces you to learn your partner a little bit more than, you know, you know, those regular folks that don't work together. Like you have to learn that, okay, this is how he processes. Cause I'm the one that just processes verbally. I just spit out, I'll, I'll spit out like 700 ideas. And then wow. he's just sitting there and I'm like, what, come on, what are you going to say? What, blah, blah, blah. And he's just like, uh, uh, and so, so I yeah. keep telling her like, Use your notes on your phone or whatever. Record yourself. I can't remember all this stuff. I'm in the middle of doing yeah. something. Yeah. But I prefer to just yeah. word vomit it all out. And then I get annoyed that he doesn't immediately have responses for all of the 847 well, things I just threw at him. I'm like, come on, think faster. What? What's I'm your- a little bit like Shannon. I guess I got to <laughs> process and think about things. Yeah. And she's like, why are you being quiet? I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about it first. Hold yeah, on. So, yeah. But you do have to you've got to learn how to navigate that and yeah. not get irritated. So I'm working on that. And one thing I see is in our business, my dad and my mom would, Sometimes just like literally just go at it sometimes. I'm like, I don't want to be like that. You know, I don't want our relationship to be like that. I don't want my kids growing up and seeing that. She's actually pulled our kids out of the office a couple of times. When, my mom when they were little, I'd yeah. be like, grandma and grandpa are having a discussion. We're going to go outside. <laughs> <laughs> so we would step away. And I like I try not to be like that and get into it as much. I mean, there's always issues that come about. But I try just to learn from that and step back and think for a minute before I say anything and blow off the handle, I guess. <laughs> It can be challenging depending on the situation because, again, like the more stressful the situation is, the more pressing it is, the more likely that you're going to get upset, whether it's a job that's not going well, something that broke, something in the middle of a snowstorm, someone doesn't come to work and you were absolutely counting on them, you know, just the little things that add up and your brain is already now consumed with these stressful things that are happening. And then your partner comes along and is like, I had an idea. And you're like, oh my God, no, no ideas. No ideas right now. None. 
Yeah. Yeah. We don't need a discussion to dig the hole. We're just going to dig now. <laughs> Keep digging. If I have one of my guys, I can just tell him what to do and he has to do it. Oh, see, <laughs> I would say it's the opposite. You'll stop digging the hole. So this was a drainage. We're on a drainage job right now. And so he had to dig the trench and he kept stopping and being like, I'm thinking that from the upper landing, we should tie into that pipe. Keep digging. What are you doing? <laughs> it's Saturday. Keep digging. You're like, um, did you call Madigan about the solenoid? What? No, I'm standing in the ditch. Keep digging. Why why do you keep stopping and saying this stuff? To I me? feel you, James. I think you and I are maybe on the same page. Because yeah. yeah. Scott is definitely I'm the big ideas. I'm always thinking of 487 things. He's the one who's like task focus, get it done. Next tax focus, get it yes. done. I don't yeah. have that gene. So that can be challenging working in the field together. So when, when I do have the opportunity to just straight work on operations and mm-hmm. things go a lot smoother. And this job, I knew that I was going to be on this job with James because I knew it was going to be a complicated job and something that you don't want to be paying someone 20 bucks an hour to just stand around all day while you're doing your head scratching and measurements and breaking every piece of equipment. So I knew that I was going to be in the field with him on this job. So we were mentally prepared for that. We weren't mentally prepared for everything that has happened (laughs) To be clear, there were a couple of equipment failures. I did not break it. Just to, <laughs> <laughs> Just to clear that up. Did you break things on this job? I did break <laughs> one thing that took longer than I wanted to correct, but uh, it's been a challenging job. Those things happen. Yeah. yeah. One thing I've, I've heard too is like, you should try to like distinguish roles between partners and you know who's going to do what. But I think it's very hard in a smaller business. It's because there's so many things going on. It's hard to like, you're going to do this. You're going to do this. And to me, it doesn't work. So I love how you guys kind of just work together and make things happen. And that's just what we did in our business. You know, if you need something needs to get done, you can do it. And that's the one thing I like about doing it with your partners is that you can trust them. You know, that job's going to get handled. You don't have to worry about an employee, like forgetting something, you know, they're going to put all their energy and effort into it. That's the nice thing about working with your partner. I think the trust is really the biggest thing. And from the beginning, there has just been like a two-way trust, just unconditional mutual trust. And neither of us have done anything to disprove that to the other one. But in him essentially handing me the business, it's like, okay, you deal with this. (laughs) There has to be a lot of trust there. And... There's no way that this could work without trust, especially in doing the operations. I'm the one who's talking to the vendors. I'm the one who's talking to the employees. And I joke that I'm the work wife of like seven different contractors. Like contract, <laughs> like they'll call and just yeah. like complain and like whine or vent for like a half hour. And I'm like, okay, okay. <laughs> but then meanwhile, I have my own work husband to like yeah. talk to. Right. Yeah. But he does it like he knows, like I talk to a bunch of dudes because that's what this business is. And then I just have more gossip to tell him, like, let me tell you what so-and-so <laughs> told me today. <laughs> and he is loves that- gossip. Oh, James loves gossip. <laughs> He's it right now. Has that been an issue at all with you being a female talking to other contractors? They respect you. Has that not been an issue? For the most part, Yeah. It was actually, I found very surprising that I'm sure that they speak to me differently than they speak to men. 
but they don't treat me like a little lady. They treat me with respect. And I mean, I think I've proven my intelligence with the business and knowing what I'm talking about. There is every once in a while, like go to a new place or there's a new person and there'll be a little bit of, oh, well, let me help you with that. I'm like, uh-uh. got it. don't worry. I, I brought my own arms with me. I can do that. Thank you. Meanwhile, I'm like, hey, get somebody to put all that cement in my truck for me. What do you think, buddy? <laughs> <laughs> Let them help. <laughs> so if people don't know me, there might be some of that. But a lot of times I think it actually helps us being a woman, which is kind of, I don't know, like reverse sexism or something talking to customers, like the women like talking to a woman. It makes them feel more comfortable. Right. Mm -hmm. I think mm -hmm. it's a big part of the reason why we've been successful. Yeah. And I think even having a woman around like the vendors or the other contractors, it, I don't know. You're an asset. Yeah. People seem to like talking to me, which is funny because I'm the introvert. I drive around with no, if I'm not listening to talk radio, <laughs> like the radio is off. Yeah. Just silence just quiet and people <laughs> yes. seem to like talking to me and i'm like i just want i just want quiet well i can see that too like with the the customers themselves because sometimes guys can be a little harsh just knowing from our guys can talk like jerks and they don't know that they're doing it yeah. i don't know if you've run into this but this is something that we have to have <laughs> chats about your tone and how you speak to people I, he honestly doesn't know he's doing it. Yeah. And so I'm like, if that is how you talk to the public, then yeah, you can just, they can come off crappy and yeah. women will get, I think, offended by that way quicker. Yeah. So yeah, we've, yep. Same here. <laughs> <laughs> she told me, I'm not one of the guys. You can't talk to me like that. Oh like, yeah. yeah. We had to have a chat about how you, talk, you, yeah. you have, how you answer the phone during the workday when it's me. I'm like, I am not one of the workers and we will not talk to me like that. So well, it, it was kind of the same situation. You know, I'm running a machine digging or whatever. And then she's calling. I'm like, I'm, in my mind, I'm like, I'm trying to work, do this job, trying to get this done. And you're calling to bother me, but I wasn't calling to chit chat. <laughs> so work related. Yes. So yes. But just these I, are all little tidbits for anybody yeah. listening that is just new in there working with their spouse. Don't be crappy when you answer the phone. <laughs> so. So do you guys have an issue of separating business from personal life? Has that been an issue at all? It can be. Yeah. It yeah. definitely can be. I mean, this business is really isolating in general. I think if somebody isn't familiar with the business, even with the best of intentions, there's just no context. Like unless you've actually done it, you've been in it, like people have no idea. And right. even trying to explain things, you know, my mom helps in the office and I'll try and explain things to her and she'll be like, well, I'm sure the job looks great though. And I'm like, yeah, but it's going to cost $2,000 to fix this. And this guy didn't come in. And it's like, never mind, forget it. Yeah. And we have- well, You should fire him then. Oh, okay. I love that one. <laughs> you should fire him. I'll do that. We have a group of friends, uh, two other couples that we hang out with regularly. And one of the couples also has a landscaping business and a fertilizer business. And the other one is a nurse and the husband's a general contractor. So hanging out with them helps a lot because they know our worlds. Yeah. We live in the same world. We know the same people and we interact throughout the day. So that really helps. But the actual separating, sometimes we're better at it than others. It really depends on what's going on with the business, what time of year it is, what's going yeah. on with the employees. And we walk our dog every day at the end of the day. That doesn't matter if we get home from snow plowing at two in the morning, we walk the dog at two in the morning. 
if we get home at two in the afternoon, we walk the dog at two in the afternoon. And sometimes we'll just save up like all our tidbits throughout the day and we call it walk talk. And so this? then I'm like, all right, let me tell you all the gossip I heard today. Let me tell you a funny story. And so we kind of do have this moment at the end of the day where we can just unwind and, some, and we talk about work. Yeah. We'll talk about the next day, the plan for the next day. But when you're running your own business, you kind of, you're always in it yeah. all the time. Yeah. We're, I mean, we're just, we're the same way. We we walk the dog, not every night, but most nights and do the same. It's a similar routine. Yeah. yeah. You kind of get out everything. And I'm usually thinking about like, I'm the pusher in the business. I'm the one, I'm, I'm always pushing forward. What's next? What's next? What are we doing? What are we doing? So that's my time to get all of that out. So yeah. Yeah. with her mile long list of things, whatever. <laughs> that's your one. And your yesterday. dog gets walked. So, Hey, it's good for yeah. everybody. It's our favorite part of the day. Yeah. yeah. We look forward to it all day. Like, can't wait to go home and what he might be right outside the door yeah w-a-l-k oh he heard the word Uh (laughs) yeah one thing i did see in my parents my dad always want to talk business all the time we like have a family birthday party you want to talk business like dad just chill out like enjoy your time here like yeah we don't need to talk about this now we can talk about tomorrow whatever it is but that's one thing i see and i try not to do it but we have better boundaries but like you said i mean you're you live it you're in it and so yeah yeah, it leaks into everything we will before like especially before family events so i have a very small family james has a much larger family and we'll make we call them social contracts. You know, something really bad is going on that we really don't want to bring down the vibe or we just don't want to get into it. And we'll say, we are not going to bring it up. Fine, business is great. How's it going with you? (laughs) Oh, good. (laughs) And just move on, you know? So it's not, you know, nobody cares about your problems. Yeah. Yeah. Nobody cares. I'm like, we're just a bummer. Like there've been times where we've gone down these tangents of being like, oh, this thing and this thing and this. And then I'm like looking around the table and I'm like, oh my God, you're just bumming everybody out. (laughs) Nobody knows what we're talking about. We just sound like idiots. Like, you guys should go on a cruise. Oh, you guys should take a vacation. (laughs) (laughs) Right. I'll get right on that. Save those stories for your contractor friends. That's awesome that you do have people in the business, like, because they will totally get it and sympathize. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Yeah. And so we, we see them like once a week, once every other week. And it's, it's almost like a therapy session yeah. where we all get to just talk about our customers, our employees, our equipment, our jobs and other stuff too. But yeah, no, that's amazing. Yeah, it is pretty amazing. So do you guys have any tips of anybody that's, you know, considering bringing out a spouse in to their business, any tips or advice that you would you'd have for that? Patience. Crickets. No, like, <laughs> <laughs> um, it's either going to work or it's not. I mean, yeah. <laughs> you know. Yeah, I think... I think the biggest thing is the trust, you know, yeah. in the, in the Facebook group, people ask all the time, like, should I bring my spouse on? And I think it depends on the role, depends on the personality. Like if you need someone, cause that's how I started. I was like, well, I'll open the mail. I'll send the bills. You know, you tell me what to put on the bills and I'll stick them in the envelopes and send them out. And so it was very simple, but it was also very helpful. And then that grew a little bit, but again, that trust was just always there. And I think if there is a couple or a husband or wife who is thinking about bringing on their spouse into the job, I would say you better make sure that there is 100% trust on both sides. Because if you have any kind of trust issues, I I could see it crumbling yeah. very quickly. And that could be money, that could be cheating, that could be any sort of stealing, any sort of things. If there's 
any doubt yeah. at all, then I don't think it would work. Like you have to trust each other unconditionally. And we're on the same team. We're paying yeah. the same mortgage. Like, <laughs> yeah. There's no reason to not be in it together. There would be no benefit. Sometimes I tell James, I'm like, I'm moving to Florida. I'm done. I'm done with all of this. You can just have it. I don't care. <laughs> Tiring to Boca. I'm going to go play some bocce. <laughs> but he couldn't, he couldn't do it without me and I couldn't do it without him. So you just, you have to be in it together. You have to be patient sometimes. You can't be afraid to ask questions because there are definitely things that I don't know. And I ask him and things he doesn't know. And he'll ask me and try and be patient when those questions happen and not be like, you're so stupid. <laughs> How often do you think that when I'm talking? <laughs> so was that, Scott? Was there another question? <laughs> <laughs> no, I like I, it. My advice to people is I think it's really working with your spouse is really just you have to know them and you have to know yourself. It forces you to know them and know yourself and know when to zip it and so that's well, just for me, it was learning how to know when to zip it and just whew, well, just think, work. You love them. It's fine. <laughs> I think uh, Shannon said something earlier. Um, having different perspectives is very important. You need to look at it through their eyes. You need to look at it through your eyes and what you see in your business. And one thing I like about like with for Katie and I, she like looks in the future. I'm kind of looking at what's going on tomorrow, the daily stuff more so just because I'm in it more, I guess. And it's kind of nice to have that balance, but having a different perspective, like what she's saying, yes, I know that's important. We need to think about five years on the road and things. But to me, that's very important. That and communication, I feel is very important just to be able to talk to each other and treat each other. And like listen, yeah, yeah. I, ha I have to work on listening. Maybe a little bit, <laughs> a little bit. No, I think yeah. this is awesome. We see more and more businesses coming in and just being family oriented and, and spouses coming in just because from this past year, I think a lot of jobs have been closed. So there's more businesses popping up and it's like you said, in our Facebook group, we see this question pop up all the time. So it's good to kind of talk about this, what we're doing here today. And I hope some of the listeners have gained some important tidbits on everything here. Yeah. And we appreciate you guys being open and willing to, dis yeah. you know, to discuss it because some people might not like to talk about their business, yeah. but you no, know, we appreciate it. I have one last question that is probably the most important one. What kind of dog do you have? I've been dying to know this whole time. Oh my gosh. <laughs> he's a mutt. Okay. So we think he's got some German short-haired pointer in him. Oh, and nice. Probably Pitbull. He's a big boy. He's like 70 pounds. So, Oh, understand. Oh, we have an 80 pound greyhound. So, yeah. uh, but I love dogs, love them. We talked about this a little bit before we started recording how, yes, we might have separation anxiety from our pets. And so, mm -hmm. yes, I was dying to know this whole time <laughs> what kind of dog you had. My deepest wish in my heart was that I could bring my dog with me everywhere yes. I went. I wish I could. We should make this the norm. I know. Oh. Well, he can't go off leash. Yeah, he he's, runs away. He's a hunter. Mine can't either. He, he's a flight. Risk. Well, if he's got pointer in him. Yeah. yeah, so he can't go off leash. He barks at everything. He's a terrible truck dog. Oh. oh. <laughs> so he stays home during the day. But yeah. Sometimes I'll bring him by a job site yeah. to visit James as a little like surprise, you know, for both of them. Someone gets <laughs> yeah. to go for a car ride and James yeah. gets to see the dog. So everybody's happy. But yeah, if I could just be with my dog all the time. Oh, amazing. So happy. Same. <laughs> Total same. Well, cause our kids are still at home. They're teenagers, but they'll be gone in a couple of years. And so I'm like, do I just get more dogs like when kids are gone? Do I just... Because we have a greyhound now, they're they're big, and I'm like, you know, maybe I'll eventually want something smaller. So I just have this vision of like an entire couch full of like whippets or greyhounds, just like yeah. the whole couch. Totally. Just no. I'll just sit right in the middle. So yeah, 
Absolutely. Yeah. (laughs) Then they can be with each other during the day. Exactly. So I'm glad you're on board. I support it. (laughs) Thank you. We'll talk about this later. (laughs) 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 But no, we appreciate you guys being on the show today. Is there anything you want to add to uh, what we talked about? If not, do you mind sharing a little bit about where your business is at and a little bit about your uh, business too, what services you offer and everything? Yeah. Well, I definitely think that if both spouses are open to working together, they should at least try it. It's a big help, especially with the labor shortage right now. Do you want to talk about the business? Yeah. We have a landscaping business. We cut grass. We uh, we do patios, hardscaping, light excavation, grading, plowing. Drainage. Drainage. Yeah. And you guys started 2017, was it? 2014. 2014. 2017 was when I quit my job. We got married, had to move. All that happened. Had a little little bit going on. Big year of change, 2017. (laughs) Yeah. 2014 was when he started the business. Very nice. How many employees do you have? So we have two full-time employees right now. One of our longtime employees, someone who's been with us for like six years, just walked off the job on July 2nd. Just quit Uh, out of the blue. And he had been kind of like the backbone of the business for a while. So that's been really challenging. Yeah, Yeah, that's a hit. That's been really challenging. And so we have two full-time employees and those guys are great. One of them has been with us for a long time and the other one is new, but he's fantastic. We're so glad glad we found him. And then my mom helps out part-time with the sending the bills and doing all that stuff. And then it's the two of us. And then in the winter for plowing, we have more plow drivers because plowing is so time sensitive. So other contractors that we know will run plow trucks. So our still plowing operation is actually quite large compared to our landscaping operation, (laughs) which is ironic. Very cool. All right, guys. Well, we appreciate you taking the time to be on the show today. And uh, we hope you guys have a great day. Yeah. I hope you guys have a great day too. I can't wait to go do some hardscaping. There you go. (laughs) Go get to work. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) All right, right, guys. Have a good day. And hopefully we'll see you in Louisville. Yeah, I hope so. All right. Talk to you later. Okay. Bye. Bye. See ya. Hey, everyone. Just want to thank you again for joining us today. If you enjoyed today's podcast, we do ask you for one quick favor. Could you please head over to iTunes and leave us a review? A five-star review is even better, but it helps us get our rankings up and help us spread our message. (laughs) 